Colonel Joe Kuchin joins Charlie Kuhn and Katie Gamble to talk about the upcoming Week of the Eagles celebration on Fort Campbell. The Colonel shares all the events planned for this big over week-long celebration. The Colonel also talks about what it's like to be the garrison commander on one of the biggest military installations in the country, the strong bonds between Fort Campbell and Clarkson, Montgomery County, and even his newfound hobby of baking his own bread, all on this episode of Clarksville's Conversation. We're excited to have you here, and um, we start every podcast out just kind of being a little silly yeah. because um, that's how Charlie that's is. Even with Charlie here? Yeah, because I'm what? with Charlie. Right. Yeah. You know him. You get it. Yeah. I didn't even have to say that, and you're like, oh, yeah, Charlie. Right. That makes sense. So in honor of Charlie's mustache, Charlie must ask you a question that has nothing oh, to do girl. with anything that you're even prepared to answer. Well, you know, and I haven't done this. This is the first time yeah. during our podcast days, which has been a few months now, mm -hmm. that I'm going to repeat a question that I've already used. Oh. And I thought long and hard, like 30 seconds about this. And, you know... Uh, I'm nervous already. Colonel Kuchin... <laughs> 30, 30 seconds of thought. You yeah, should be. That's a long time. <laughs> you should but, be. But Colonel Kuchin, you know, is... I would He's considered good friends with Mayor Durrett, right? He has and a lot of good friends. I know, but... My point is, I'm going to ask him the same question. I, I knew oh, I should have listened to the interview oh, with Mayor Durrett. I asked Mayor Durrett. I remember what it is, and he had a really good answer. Oh, so, so you, no pressure. you have heard uh, the saying, best thing since sliced bread. Yeah. So what was the best thing after sliced bread? I do know his answer. So I can't, I can't so repeat can't that one. You can't, can't say bologna. I can't say bologna, no. But that what's, was a pretty funny. Answer. What's the best thing after sliced bread? Uh, Golly, you stumped me. We, Coffee, but I think that came before sliced bread. Yeah, I'm sure it did. <laughs> I'm sure it did. After sliced bread. What would it the be? The toaster. Funny? Maybe the toaster. Oh, yeah. Because you get to toast sliced bread in your toaster. <laughs> Although people used ovens before that. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> it's so darn literal. I don't know. I think it could be anything that you just love, though. It doesn't have to necessarily have yeah. to be bread, does it? No. I'm, I would say the best thing since last bread was red wine. <laughs> See, I'm trying to put them all in chronological order, thinking that that, that it has to be something after sliced bread, which I, I don't no know when that when came. I bread came out, though. That's part of the Do problem. Do you really know that? I think it was. I think it was like early 20s or something oh, like wow. that. So, Impressive. So, I'm not sure that's right. Here's why he might know that. He makes his own bread. <laughs> you make your own bread? That is true. That is true. So, Like, you don't buy store bread. You just make your own bread. Well, I, I supplement store-bought <laughs> bread with, with the bread that I make. So we, uh, we're just watching one of those TV shows on, on Netflix or something that, where, the, where some guy was talking about, like, the origins of food and things like that. And he had a, a bread episode on there. And it went into all the chemistry with, with making bread. And he did, I mean, he did something I didn't know you could do, which is just make it out of flour and water, like nothing else. No yeast. I didn't know you could do nothing, that either. Nothing at all. So it's, it's like very primitive bread. And I was like, ah, I'll just do it tonight. And so I tried to do it. And I like, and so I read, I found some instructions where else but the internet and thought, well, I'll just make it tonight. And then you go in and you find out, well, it's not quite that simple. On TV, it looked really simple, but you have to take about a week to make a starter. So all you do is mix, you mix the oil, and not oil, you mix the flour and water and you set it out and it brings in the yeast from the air and then you kind of cultivate it over the, over the chemistry experiment. A little bit. Yeah, yeah, it absolutely is. But now I think I've baked one, two, three, four or five, six different 
breads. So do you give like a starter to friends for Christmas? Here's the I'm working on starter. it. So it's com it's coming out. Yeah. See, so that's clever. <laughs> it's coming they're, out. They're, yeah. they're coming out. We've I've given a couple loaves of bread to folks who are new Let's in the neighborhood. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I think we know the answer to that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, you haven't? I didn't give you a starter yet. Oh. No, yeah. no, Sarah gave us a um, something that. Oh, she gave you the pizzelles, like pizzelles, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so she baked those. She's she's a much better baker than I am. I'm a one-trick pony. I can make bread. So I made, like, one of those artisanal loaves. You oh, know, the, the artisanal loaves. Arti which oh. just means it's... Like, here he is in this, like, <laughs> badass uniform, yeah. you know, Fort Campbell oh, soldier, gosh. and you make bread. That's that, right. That's awesome. That's right. That's right. And I made focaccia. So yeah, that's that's what I do now on my. That's one of my newfound hobbies. That's pretty, awesome. It's pretty funny. I think it's yeah. pretty neat. And Sarah has mentioned that you're yeah. doing a great job of that. So <laughs> that's kind of her. It's very kind. It's very kind. <laughs> do you clean up your own mess too, or does Sarah? I do. Have no, no, I clean it up. It's uh, and yeah, there's so my my uncle was a baker like many many years ago and so now i have a new appreciation for baker's hours because yeah. if you want to have that bread ready for like breakfast you got to get up at some awful early hour like before people in the army are up so it's like getting <laughs> up at like three or four in the morning to make this bread and to make sure that it's ready for breakfast like oh my goodness newfound respect my brother-in-law is yeah. a baker too and so i was like holy cow so it kind of runs in the family it, i guess it does uh -huh. well, yeah, it does now it does now it does now that is too cool i think it's cool too actually so i should have had a better answer for sliced bread <laughs> no it's good but and i didn't even think about the connection yeah. with you. oh i thought in, in, you should have said that i thought you were being clever with oh I'm, i meant I, I meant that it was very strategic. That's what I thought. <laughs> that was the 30 seconds of thought that he put into it. I thought that <laughs> that was, was the part I forgot about. <laughs> I thought he was like using that to lead into you cook, you make bread. So. No, but I was, yes. That's I what did. you meant to do, right? Yes, absolutely. Yes, there. <laughs> well, welcome. Sometimes you Thanks. fall into it. We're there. Uh, so there's a lot going on out of Fort Campbell these days, yeah. isn't there? Yeah, there is. I don't even know where to start. Maybe we just start with Week of the Eagles. Yeah. So uh, so Week of the Eagles is is coming up. It's uh, at the end of at the end of May. So right before right before Memorial Day weekend, it starts on the uh, the seventeenth, um, uh, which is that Friday. So the the Friday before um, Memorial Day. So a week and a half beforehand. And it's a whole long, it's a week-long celebration from Friday to Thursday, and it, it really starts out with uh, celebrating the legacy of heroism of the 101st, um, celebrating all the traditions of the 101st, and then as we get closer towards um, the end of the week, then it transitions a little bit more towards, you know, recognizing our, our fallen, recognizing everybody that's, that's gone before us. And everything that the veterans have done uh, for the 101st and, and, and at Fort Campbell. So it's, it's a neat kind of encapsulated week that, that has a whole bunch packed into it. So on that, um, that first, uh, that Friday, we start off with a, with a boot display that Saturday, there's a, there's a run for the fallen where everybody can come out and, you know, it's a, it's a fun run where, uh, soldiers and families and anybody can recognize folks that have, that have died in the service of our country and they get to wear a, a bib or a name, or whatever. And oh, it's just, pretty, an, yeah. So it's yeah heart pulling. It is. It really is. Um, and then that day, which is, it's, it's all part of Super Saturday. There's an air assault demonstration. Mm -hmm. So we don't, we don't really show that off mm -hmm. uh, very often to, to um, even our families on Fort Campbell. So it's a great opportunity to see our soldiers in action, you know, so the mm -hmm. helicopters will come in, there'll be artillery there, and you'll get to see really what we would do in combat 
uh, with the helicopters. And that night, there's a concert with Jake Owens, who's who'll be a great. Um, kind of a great cap to that to mm -hmm. that Saturday um, that Monday there's a division run so you get the you know you get the 18 or 20,000 soldiers of the 101st out there running um, which is a big sight to see you know just seeing that I mean, just seeing that many people doing one thing period is is pretty impressive oh yeah and so so just seeing there's a lot of you know esprit de corps um we'll get some some veterans back for that that can you know some of those some of those old timers will, will come back and even run and then in the division run uh and bring them back and then later in that in that week you know the a memorial ceremony and then the uh and then the parade so division review where you get to see the uh again the division out on the parade field which is something that we just don't don't do that do very often and then that's that's an opportunity really to recognize the the fallen and our veterans and bring everybody um kind of focus in on that um and we'll have some world war ii vets there too which you know are there those are far and few between they these days absolutely are absolutely mm -hmm. are and it's you know, also a neat kind of uh a combination with this is the 75th anniversary of D-Day, right? Which is coming mm -hmm. up just, you know, the next couple of weeks. Isn't on that in like June? June 6th, yeah. Okay. Um, so that was really the 101st baptism by fire. That was mm -hmm. the first time they jumped into combat. So just a lot of neat things coming together that last uh, that last week in May, right before right before. Memorial so Day. as civilians who want to come out there and be a part of it, yeah. what do they need to do to get out there? So very, uh, not too much. So we're, yeah. we're reducing some of the some of the checks for for our post but they can it's open to the public mm -hmm. uh, particularly that saturday so i'd love for my kids to yep, see that absolutely I think this younger generation doesn't yep. really understand sometimes absolutely so so just come on to fort campbell particularly on that saturday that mm -hmm. saturday is one of the one of the Favorite really days. good events yep because you just get to see so much with uh especially with that air assault demonstration then you can hang around for a little bit or go home and then come back for the concert um and then really for the for that division, the division review that call it the division review. It's really a parade mm -hmm. um, later that. So that Thursday is the division parade. So that would be another just a really cool thing to see. Not, mm -hmm. Sometimes we get um, a little bit jaded in it because you know, we're in it all day. We're in it all day. Right. Yeah. Right. And so we don't so always you, think you're that, oblivious to the spectacular. That's right. Spectacularness. <laughs> is that a word of it? Yeah. Yeah. yeah absolutely. You know what I mean? So it is really <laughs> neat. And that's, you know, we're trying to bring the community on. Just letting, I mean, because we are your army, you know, mm -hmm. we are the army of, of. So they can come right through the gate that day or they still have to. Yeah. They, so they, they'll go through the gate. Okay. There's still, there's still some checks. Yep. There are. Absolutely. Um, but it's, uh, but we do welcome the community and, and hope that as many of the, of the folks in our surrounding areas come on to Fort Campbell and check out all mm -hmm. those events. Um, My son said to me the other day, and you forget how time flies that, you know, because it feels like we were just out there like two years ago watching an air show and he said hey mom do you remember that year we were out there watching that air show and the field caught fire i was like i do but it was like five years ago right it just right. time flies it does absolutely it does we you know we do these every year sometimes they're a little bit larger sometimes they're a little bit smaller but this is um especially with the concert and then the air assault demonstration this um this is a good one to go to, um, mm -hmm. and also with the recognition of, the, of all the veterans and the World War II vets, getting all that together in one, kind of at one time, um, just a great time to How see How many World War II vets did you say you're going to have? I'm not, so 
I, I think we're talking about 10 or so. Oh, yeah. um, so some of them are coming from across the country. Uh, I think uh, you know one of the guys who, if you're familiar, familiar with Fort Campbell and the uh, in the Band of Brothers, which was mm-hmm. a, with that miniseries, I think Vinnie Speranza is coming mm-hmm. back, who was who was there at the Battle of the Bulge um, during World War II and December of World War II, when um, when General McAuliffe, you know, told his when the, the general the Germans offered surrender to the 101st, and mm-hmm. General McAuliffe said nuts. Um, yeah. he, you know, Vinnie Speranza was there at that time during the Battle of the Bulge, so some really um, just great experiences to hear about and to talk to those it's folks. It's a legacy, historical legacy. Absolutely, absolutely. To put it into perspective, when I was in D.C., I met this gentleman. It was his 100th birthday, yep. and he was a World War II vet, and they were there celebrating this. So, I mean, you know. Yeah, I mean, they're just, they're really, I mean, they're getting older. I mean, they, if, if they were 20 years old in 1944, so now you know, they're approaching that clearly yeah. right at that centurion mark. We have to reserve their stories because there's so much history there. Yeah, there, there absolutely is. So, we, you know, we're doing is we're doing a lot towards that, just bringing veterans back. So World War Two, Vietnam veterans, certainly. Um, they're all welcome and trying to bring as much of those folks back back as we can and hope that, you know, our soldiers are able to in, engage, mm-hmm. talk to them, um, hear their stories. And mm-hmm. they're always so interested in what, you know, the soldiers of today are doing, too. You know, some right. some of the experiences aren't too different. Um, you know, a vast majority of our soldiers have been to combat um, in the past over the past, you know, 15, 16, 17 years now. Um, it's just to see those kind of two generations link up and talk is really something special. So we're really happy, happy for it. Um, and General Winsky is certainly all involved and all in making sure that everybody knows about it. I think, I think what's really cool. You talk, you talk about the week of the Eagles and there are so many events, but Fort Campbell is very welcoming to the community. So, I mean, there's been many times that you've been out there and I've been out there and brought groups out there, but I think it's important for us to, uh, have our community engaged with you guys. So, so many of the soldiers and their families live in Clarksville, Montgomery County, and and I'm sure you know the percentages. Yeah, of that's that. right. That's right. So, I mean, we have um, Fort Campbell's a large post, and not not everybody realizes that about 27,000 soldiers, which is a lot. Um, and is then, it still the fourth largest? Or are we? It, yeah, that's, uh-huh. that's about right. Depends mm-hmm. how you count it. Depends if you're. Um, but yeah, it is one of the largest, largest installations. And, you know, they, then they have 40,000 family members, which again is a, is a large number of family members with, you know, their spouses and kids. And about two thirds of those folks live off post primarily in, uh, in Clarksville and Montgomery County. Um, but also, you know, spreading down a little bit into, into Kentucky and Christian County. But that's, that, a lot of folks don't, realize that just how many of the folks who are assigned to Fort Campbell live off post in the in the community so we have about a third on post and then uh, two-thirds out in the community and it's uh, so that's important to us so the the two are interchangeable you know so mm-hmm. that many people come drive in yep. drive into work every day go home every night back up back to the homes and interact with everybody in the community so it is um, important to us that, that you know we maintain those those really tight relationships yeah. um, because we are in many ways interchangeable you know their our kids go to school in in Montgomery County yeah. um, they go out to eat in Montgomery County they go to church in Montgomery County so a lot of that is um, a lot of that is is uh, 
you know, just shows the blending of the, of the two communities. Yeah, we do have gates, but you know, that's to keep keep some of the things protected behind the fence. But um, certainly encourage just a lot of that. Keep the bad out, not the good out. That's right. That's mm -hmm. right. No, that's a good way to put it. That is a good way to put it. So, so I have I, I have a question because we we want to talk a little bit about the economic impact yeah. that Fort Campbell has on our region. Yeah. But before that, I'd like for you to kind of tell us what you do as the garrison commander, what your responsibilities are. Yep, so it's uh, the close- A lot. <laughs> it is a lot, it's a lot. It's a lot. And I know the answer, but yeah. it's very interesting. It's um, it's similar to a city manager. Mm -hmm. So General Winsky is the is the mayor, and then I, I operate as his city manager, so run the place on behalf of him. He provides you know the strategic vision and and the overall command of of the installation and the 101st. So as we say, he wears two hats. Um, and then I, with uh, about 2,500 civilians, um, run the place to provide um, a lot of the services that you would think a city has. So like maintaining the roads, um, making sure that making sure the grass is cut making sure the buildings you know the roofs are put together the the, the infrastructure the, all the infrastructure mm -hmm. yep and then kind of a difference perhaps is that a lot of the services that we provide so everything from from child care to uh, school age school age children services to the gyms to the pools um, some counseling we provide, you know, job searches, helping transitioning service members find employment off post. Um, all the a lot of the administration that soldiers have to go through. I mean, that kind of, that falls under my purview. So all the inner workings of of the installation. Um, very few soldiers work for me, um, mostly civilians. And then everything that's most of the things that are involved in war fighting and preparing soldiers to go for war, that's very much under, you know, the 101st. Those are the units that will go fight um, and win on behalf of all of us. Right. How many civilian employees are there total at Fort Campbell? So about 2,500 work for me, and then there's about 8,000 total, mm -hmm. and that's a combination of, of Department of the Army civilians, so civil servants, uh, contractors, and then, and then some others that are, that are loosely associated, so like the folks who work in, um, in, the, in the post exchange. So in the, the person that works at Burger King. Yep, so those are all civilian employees, that, so about 8,000 of them um, in total across, across the post. A lot of them work in the hospital as well. Yeah. So. So I know, it won't, know Fort Campbell's obviously the largest employer in Clarksville. Right. But I remember at one time it was the largest employer in Tennessee. Yep. So yeah. somebody knocked us off that perch, I think. Um, so we're the number two employer in, oh, in Tennessee now. Uh, behind the state of Tennessee. Oh, oh and, well. And <laughs> it is. Can't fight is. City Hall or no. State Hall or whatever you call it. Um, but that's, some of that has to do with uh, how you know, the, the state also encompasses, as I understand it, the uh, the higher education, so like the mm -hmm. UT kind of as a whole falls under the state of Tennessee. But yeah, so we're- It's a lot of people though. It is, yep, it is mm -hmm. absolutely a lot of people, so. I find in my business when I'm dealing, because I deal with a lot of people who aren't from this area sometimes yep. too, they don't even realize that Fort Campbell is even a part of Clarksville because right. it's Fort Campbell, Kentucky. Right. <laughs> and yeah. I have to explain, yes, yep. yes, yep. no, it's here. Yep, it is. So. You know, there's a there's a long story behind that about how Fort Campbell kind of came to be where it came mm -hmm. to be. Um, part of that is the the post office is in uh, is in Kentucky, Fort Campbell, Kentucky, and that is the the mailing address. Um, and if there's uh, you know, so the good news is that, that we're actually in in two states. Mm -hmm. um, so 
You know, there are four senators that are very right. interested in Fort Campbell, two governors, a host of uh, representatives that, that are really interested in, uh, in, in Fort Campbell. So, so we take uh, as you much have more voice. That's right. That's right. So yeah. we take as much advantage of that as we can. But yeah, so, you know, sometimes, you know, just even talking to folks uh, down in Nashville, so an hour away, they're like, oh, well, Fort Campbell's in, Fort Campbell's in Kentucky. Yes, it is. But we're we're just forty five minutes north north of Nashville, so so not that far. And it's just kind of a perception. And the majority yeah. of the acreage is actually in Tennessee. <laughs> That's right. That's right. So, um, it is. It is. Mm -hmm. But we're, uh, yeah. So, <laughs> so Tennessee, you need is. to own it. There's always there's always a little bit of that uh, a little bit of friendly comp friendly, friendly competition, competition between. I think, us. I think we're blurring we're blurring that line a little bit, mm. trying trying to make it a little bit better, but. Can you tell us a little bit about the economic impact? You know, we have retirees, we have yep. active duty, we have so many people that that they'll live, work, and play yep. from Fort Campbell. Yeah. What What does that look like? So it's it's sizable, which is another uh, another reason why the the two states are really interested in Fort Campbell. It's it's about four point four point three billion, um, which was economic disbursement, which just means pure money that comes through Fort mm -hmm. Campbell. And then, uh, and most of that is pay. Most of that's mm -hmm. military pay and retiree pay. Um, well, about two thirds of it, almost three quarters of it is, is pay. But then when we talk about the economic impact, it's, it's about 10.1 billion wow. in a fiscal year and that's Tennessee. And so the, the, the state of Tennessee and, and one of their, um, one of their departments commissioned that study last year and came up with 10.1 billion, which is really sizable. Um, it's really an economic engine for the region, and so uh, you know we take a lot of a lot of pride in that. And again, lot lots just due to the sheer um, sheer size of, of Fort Campbell, the number of number of soldiers there, and the families that kind of live all around the area. So, yeah, it's big. It is yeah. it is big, and it's it, it's always interesting me interesting to me that that folks just you know don't don't quite um, understand that it's yeah, it's just right down the road and it's it's here it's, it's in here. our community and it's part of our community absolutely and you know i moved here in 07 yeah and i'll say that sometimes if you don't live in clarksville or you're from a, this community or from a community where there's a military installation a lot of people don't realize that we're still in combat right like there's yeah. things going on outside of our world that they don't realize how much our military, our forces are actually doing. Yeah. Unless you're here seeing gentlemen like you in uniform day after right. day. So that to me was interesting. It is. So, I mean, even even right now, you know, the 101st is, is spread out between... Um, some soldiers in Africa, some soldiers up in uh, up in Europe, and some soldiers in Iraq, Syria. So they got soldiers in all those different areas. The Fifth Special Forces Group mm -hmm. is again concentrated in the Middle East, but they are constantly deployed. Um, the 160th Special Operations Aviation Regiment. Um, hands down the best aviators in the Department of Defense are spread worldwide, you know, mm -hmm. so they are, I mean, the the global war on terror is ongoing and we're still out there. And, and it's not going away, unfortunately. It is not, as far as we can tell, um, <laughs> not, not going away anytime soon. And so you may also have heard, I mean, just to that point, you know, two soldiers just got, um, just got awarded the Silver Star, which is, which is only awarded in, in combat. It's, I think, our nation's third highest, third highest award uh, for bravery. So, um, 
and that's a huge deal. The the vice chief of staff of the army, uh, General McConville, who was a commander mm -hmm. here at Fort Campbell, just awarded that last last week to two of our soldiers who were recently deployed with our combat aviation brigade. So that's again just a huge deal. But it reinforces a point, like you were saying, that the soldiers from the 101st and Fort Campbell are still actively engaged in combat, mm -hmm. and um, and uh, that is has been part of part of Fort Campbell's life for the past uh, 18, 18 years or so now. It's um, hard to believe recent. that we've been at it, it, that we've been at war for that long. It is. Yeah, it is. Mm -hmm. And I, I mean, my kids probably don't know a time when we weren't. Right. Yeah, so, that's right. We were at a baseball game the other day and I love this and I love this feeling that when you're sitting there and all of a sudden you're seeing helicopters flying over and they're so we like I don't think you ever get immune to that. Right. In it but I think in our community we get so used to it they're like, Oh, there they are. But it's interesting when someone isn't from here how mesmerized they can be by right. that scene. Right. And so you'll you probably see more of them now. Um the you know, our the hundred first cap, which is our aviation brigade, mm -hmm. has just returned from from Afghanistan, and so over the past year, it might have been a little quieter mm -hmm. um, than than ordinary, but but now they're back up and flying. So you'll start hearing more and more of those of those helicopters flying around. Um, it's the sound of freedom is, what we, is yeah. what we like to say. I love it. Yes, I love it. <laughs> so it is it is really neat, and you know, even you know, even still on on post, you look around and they'll fly over post, and soldiers are still going, you know, look. Make sure that they're. Uh, mm -hmm. I, it sounds like a, a Chinook. Is that really a Chinook? And so yeah. always, always doing stuff like that. But it is funny to watch. It really is, and happy to happy to see those having those aircraft back home and then flying overhead some more now. I guess I didn't realize that they had been gone. Yeah, they have been. Mm -hmm. Yep, for the past uh, past nine months or yeah, so. Nine months. Um, they they were in uh, they were in Afghanistan. Some of that. Mm -hmm. Overlapped with the uh, with the deployment of the 101st, and then also with the deployment of our sustainment brigade. And so they were also over there for about nine months, um, and now our uh, now the first brigade is is deployed, and the second brigade is partially deployed. So yeah, there's always a lot. There's always a lot going on. They're always spread never out, ending. and never it is it is nonstop. You know, I'm I'm gonna stick around on this economic impact for, for one one more second because <clears throat> I just think I think it's just really important to our community or and, and our region really. Um, one thing that happens at Fort Campbell every month, approximately 450 soldiers transition out of the military with the opportunity to stay in our community, our region, our state. We call it what you want, but how does how can the community or how is the community um, working with Fort Campbell to help these uh, soldiers and their spouses find jobs and and you know get involved in our you know in our workforce. Want to stay here in this area? Yeah. So I was, and that number just kind of took me aback when I first when I first found out about it. like 500 soldiers or 450 soldiers every month. Every month. Leave the army from Fort Campbell, um, which is not to do too much of that, but about 4,000 or 5,000 yeah. or so every year. Um, the good news is we get them replaced every month too. But uh, so we have about 500 coming in. Come every in, month that's too. about right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's I was just astounded by that rate of that rate of turnover. Uh, turnover. Um, so so we do. We so the army has a role in preparing our our soldiers and veterans for for employment, um, which is really getting them to know you know what benefits are available to them and then how they access those benefits and then at some some basic level of of uh, interview training and stuff like that but where we're um, 
where we have recently got a lot of help is the the Department of Labor through the um, has provided seven point seven million dollars through the through the Campbell Strong Workforce Partnership, mm-hmm. um, which is a huge amount of money for uh, for about a two year grant to help to help those transitioning soldiers and their spouses find employment, um, and that's one of the ways that the community can really help. Um, you know, we we are continuously looking for partnerships for people who who want to hire soldiers who want to hire soldiers who are recently out of the out of the military um, and th- what we're really looking for now is that the investment from industry the investment mm-hmm. from industry to hey we're going to invest in your skills um, we'll provide some of the training we we need these types of skills to uh, for our own workforce um, so we as industry will invest in that and that's a little bit of how that partnership can help link those link those two up because um, industry, frankly, knows perhaps better than anybody, and they have the most skin in the game. With um, we need industry needs good workers. They need you know disciplined um, workers with good work, good work ethic, um, who know how to work as part of a team, have led teams and soldiers. Attention to detail. Attention to detail. So all that. I think the biggest issue, and we just hired a new engineer, which is probably our chief engineer, which is an extremely important position to yep. us. They keep us on the air. Yep. It's all our transmitters. It's RF. It's digital. And we hired someone who just recently got out of the military, yep. a younger fella. But I think the biggest issue for businesses is they don't really sometimes understand how this training in the Army translates to what you yeah. to the out of the Army experience. That's right. And yeah. so the so there are so there there are two kind of approaches that we're that we're taking to that now. In the Army, there's a there's a pilot program. I think it's at Fort Hood in Texas right mm-hmm. now to to take a lot of the the skills that soldiers get and turn those into certifications, accreditations, licensure, while they're still in the Army to make that a little clearer to civilian employers. Um, but, f- but frankly, the uh, what I think the best skills that the soldiers have is that they are, no kidding, lifelong learners. Nobody came into the Army knowing how to, to be a soldier, or very few did. Um, and they ha- they are trainable, and their leadership quality is, is uh, They've been through the crucible of leadership training and leadership in combat under huge pressure. Mm-hmm. So, so that's where we think the the better the better fit is, and y- y- they may not have those technical skills that that mm-hmm. industry is looking for. But boy, you can train these soldiers to do just about anything, um, and to fill that gap. I mean, that's that is you're, you're right. That is the gap that mm-hmm. we're that that we've recognized, and part of that is through the Campbell Strong Workforce Partnership. On Fort Campbell, we do have career skills programs that help provide a little bit of that job training, and that's in partnership with industry and higher education to, again, to kind of get a nexus there where you get, you know, you get some accredited accredited school learning as well as practical skills that transition. But that's, yeah, so yeah. Th- the problem is, is that's Well, I'm not going to say his name because I don't, he may not appreciate me actually talking about him or telling his story, but we he actually did radio in the army but radio in the army is very different than rf radio right. commercial radio <laughs> yeah. but for us it was that if you can learn that skill and someone trains you then you must be teachable here and i'll tell right. you our experience has been wants to learn extremely teachable doesn't wait for someone to tell him how to do it goes out and figures it out extreme attention to detail right. follow through communicates with me and it's been 
he, it's just been a wonderful experience. Absolutely. You know. We should bring him back in the Army. No, I think I'll keep him. <laughs> it's hard to find people that can, you, you know, and this is one of the things I told him, you know, you know, we could go off the air like at 2 a.m. It's hard to find people that have that kind of work ethic. Right. That go, you know, I don't mind going and doing that. Right. So, it, but when you've been in the Army, 2 a.m. is probably not a big deal. That's right. That's mm -hmm. right. Well, that's great to hear. I mean, I, I, think that, uh, I think that the Army as a whole does produce a, mm -hmm. a, a great product, um, you know, and, and all of them, all of them now have raised their, raised their right hand and, and signed up during a time of war. So there's, mm -hmm. there's absolutely that commitment to, to something bigger, to selfless service, and, and they tend to carry that through when they, when they get out as well. So. You know, it's a great well, I career. I feel like we won when we hired him, so. Good. Mm -hmm. That is good. It's been, and, th and this was, when did we hire him? It was like January. Yeah. Like brand new. Right. Yeah. So. Right, right, right. Well, hopefully, I mean, maybe he went, did he train, did he leave from Fort Campbell? He was at Fort Campbell, had gone to Hawaii. And okay. Then, yep. And got out after that. Oh, good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, check up on him, see how the see how the transition program was. If he's was. here, I'll introduce you. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Well, I have a question. It's a personal question but it's not real personal so I, it's I, personal, but it's not real personal. I mean it's not like deep deep okay. personal but you know I've, I've looked at you know I've, I've got your information here of, of where you started oh, my how, bio, you, how my you got, to, it got does. he knows yeah. you make bread <laughs> oh, no. yeah I know it's it's right here in the third paragraph but you know you've you've had some really interesting jobs along the way to yes. where you are now is there one that stands out that you found not that it was your favorite but really interesting that you really enjoyed there were um there were a couple so um one of them was here during my first tour on on fort campbell's this was in uh, yeah, i signed in this is this is no joke i signed in on 9 11 which was a which was a heck of an experience wow you know? that so had to have been heck of experience it was and as, as you all recall um you know fort campbell was shut down yep. um, mm -hmm. on 9 11 nobody really and you knew. were checking in i was checking was in happening. like that was the day i signed in and then didn't go home for about a week after that um, how long I, I know i'm getting sidetracked how long had you been in the in, army at in that the time? army at that point so that was six years okay about so you were still fairly new i was still i didn't feel like you. i was new yeah <laughs> but yeah looking yeah. back looking back yeah. absolutely um so and as part of that, so then I was a company commander in uh, in first of the three two seven, above the rest, and yeah. that was a that was when we first went on the initial invasion of of Iraq, and that was, you know, just it was something that is what I had trained, you know, all my career, which at that point was six mm -hmm. years for, um, you know, so I felt exceptionally well prepared, um, and that was something like. This I was just I just remember thinking to myself, this is how it's supposed to work. You this know, is what I prepared. This for. is what I prepared for. You know, mm -hmm. so so four years four years of of college and then six years of of training after that in the army, um, and I actually spent a couple about two years here at, at Fort Campbell before we deployed. Um, in the yeah, it was actually you know the privilege privilege of of leading young soldiers, officers, non-commissioned officers in combat was just, was, uh, was, was something that's really tough to, to compare to. Um, and that is, uh, it is truly a privilege. There's, there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot on your shoulders as, you know, as a, as a fairly young officer. Uh, but we also, you know, I, I also felt, uh, prepared for it. And there was a lot of uncertainty going on there. Mm -hmm. You know, it, 
some, it's just hard to look interesting to look back you know during during that time we were well that's one of those th that's one of those moments where everybody knows what they were doing that's right watching yeah live absolutely absolutely and so um so that was you know having that privilege to you to lead our uh, our young soldiers our soldiers in combat was was really a, a humbling experience um challenging um fulfilling um and it was it, it was one of one of those uh, times when we look back like holy cow i can't believe that you know i i did that that i was there um at that time and in, in our history so that was something that was one of them and then um you know more more recently kind of on the it was, it was a, a just a different assignment i went i was assigned to a, a nato command in turkey for for a year and so that was just a very different assignment where we worked with the 28 nations in the uh, in the NATO alliance, which is mm. you know one of the strongest alliances in uh, of in world history, frankly, um, and being able to work with all of them kind of on a on a common aim uh, in Turkey, which was you know place I'd never been to before, never never lived in before, um, and seeing how all those nations work together um, was was another one that was just really really interesting interesting to me you know it's winston churchill said you know the only thing worse than having allies is not having allies <laughs> you know so it is frustrating it's tough to get consensus sometimes but that is a uh, especially when you got a bunch of different world powers in the room absolutely there are you know there, a lot of egos there are a lot of egos <laughs> absolutely um but all you know kind of working toward mm -hmm. towards a common goal um so very frustrating, but then also, you know, also very, very fulfilling. So those were, those are a couple of the, couple of the assignments I think that, that, that were a little bit unique that, um, a lot of people just haven't had the opportunity to do for. So I feel lucky, um, to have had those. I love that when you described leading soldiers into combat, you use the word privilege because I yeah. think that speaks to the heart of humility. And, um, I really, appreciate and respect that in a leader and um because that is a privilege yeah so i mean the fact that you acknowledge that and look at it from that perspective i think is pretty special yeah it is it's it's um it's tough to describe so we you know we don't want to go to war right um and you know you never you never know exactly what you're getting into but um with the training um, and with the preparation, then, you know, a, a lot of the people are in the army will tell you, well, if, if we're going to war, then, you know, I want to be there. I mean, that's why we still have these soldiers now who reenlist knowing that the likelihood is that they're going to go to combat and just, um, and that's why it's such a privilege because you lead those, you lead those people who signed up knowing that they're going into danger in, uh, in, uh, defense of our nation, you know, which is, right. which is something, you know, just. It's uh, you don't see that every day, and that's why those mm -hmm. um, those soldiers are, are so special. It's really impressive. I mean, to see that, and they they sacrifice a lot. Their families sacrifice a lot, but they do it with their eyes wide open. You know, they know what they're getting into, and that's what that's that's the main reason why it's such a privilege. So to kind of come to a conclusion, I'm going to ask you one question. So if you could say to the community, "Hey, Clarksville, this is what you could do." for a soldier today. This is what you could do to support a soldier, support Fort Campbell. What would you, what would that ask be? And I think, I think you do that, do this, what I'm going to describe exceptionally well. Um, one of the 
comparative advantages that we have on Fort Campbell is the is the welcoming nature of our community. Um, so just I, I think it's simple stuff, but talk to them, you know, mm-hmm. welcome them. I mean, they're just they're, thank them, thank them. Mm-hmm. Um, they're they're people just like everybody else. Um, but, I, you know, as just talk to them and get to know them. Um, and in that way, I think, you know, just befriend them. We, we tend to suggest that, you know, it's good to have friends uh, within the army. That's very important. You know, you have your comrades, um, you, you know, spouses will have a support network on post, but it's also really, it's important to have friends outside the army. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'd ask, you know, the community to do that, like just make a friend with somebody, you know, because it, it is a, it's a different perspective. Um, and it's just getting to, getting to know, you know, what, you know, just what the folks in Clarksville like and from, from the folks in Clarksville, getting to know kind of what goes on, on, on post, because, you know, we are, we are your army. We're, the army doesn't, right. doesn't spring out of, out of nothingness. It comes from our communities. It comes from our country. So, you know, making sure that we stay connected is really important. So make a friend of somebody. I mean, I guess that's pretty, yeah. maybe that's pretty simple. I hope it, it's really simple. I mean, if you think about it, you're, we talked about it earlier that your kids are in schools yeah. here. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. we're, we are with soldiers every day. They don't have to be in uniform. Right. I mean, yeah, that's right. Well, Mark Green said in his interview, he said, that's the th- unique thing about Clarksville is you can be in the grocery line. There could be a medal of honor recipient yeah. behind you. Yeah, that's right. You just don't know. So have a conversation. Yeah. Thank yeah. them introduce yourself something yeah so well, i'm excited about week of the eagles yeah well hope you come out i want to come out i plan <laughs> on coming out so i want to actually come see some of the i want to bring my kids to yep. see some of that yeah that that display at yes. the air assault school yep. yes. they would absolutely well, love I it well i think that they need to be aware of hey this stuff's going on yep mm-hmm. yeah please do please Come one, come all. I think it, it'll be it'll be a great, great event. You know, you get yeah. to see some of the stuff out there. Talk to the soldiers. See the helicopters flying in. I mean, all that's pretty, pretty neat. It's fun. Well, they came back just in time, didn't they? They did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they did. Yeah, they did. Absolutely. Well, thank you for coming to join us Thanks, today. Katie, and yeah. Thank you for all that you do for us. Thank you, you for bet. serving. You bet. So, um, how much longer do we have you here in Clarksville? Um, probably till July is looking oh. like uh, looking like one that's, that's going to change. Hate about it. It's like every two years, and then you're like, th- yep, that's right. Yeah. But there'll be, uh, as the army does, there'll be somebody who'll jump right into my boots, mm-hmm. and somebody who jumps right in, and, they'll... and you never know. We could see you again here. <laughs> Possibly, mm-hmm. possibly. Uh, you never know. Would we, we would not mind at all. We'd, we'd love for you to retire here when you get when you get back from where you're going. You bet. Clarksville's conversation. Subscribe now on your favorite podcasting app so you don't miss a single conversation.